everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient and Real podcast, hosted by the San Bernardino County Department of Behavioral Health. I'm Miranda Canseco, Public Relations and Community Outreach Coordinator. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at how substance use disorders impact not only the individual, but also the families and loved ones. We have a very special guest to share her experience, strength, and hope. Sandra Savage is a peer and family advocate, too, for the Department of Behavioral Health, a very active member of our outreach task force, and creative artist who has shared her talents at some of our past events. Please help me in welcoming Sandra Savage. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about your role as a peer and family advocate? Yes, I'm very passionate about this role as a peer and family advocate, too. What I do is I teach life skills, which are so important to today, especially. Some of the topics that I teach are time management, stress management, organization, And a lot of times with with the clients, we talk about stress in a way of being mindful, and that is so helpful for them in in today's environment. And they seem to really, really gain a lot from that. And some of the clients have even told me that since they have been working with me with the life skills, that they have definitely gained a lot and that they view life differently. That's great. Yes, I see that as a positive and and a plus because I'm always, you know, I'm the one, I'm always the one to want to inspire, to want to help change. And so when they tell me that, especially, it makes me feel great. That's great. So to my understanding, a peer and family advocate is someone with a lived experience. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a bit about that and how you use your own experiences to help families? Of course. I'm always passionate about inspiring others and My mother from earlier on, you know, my mother was very inspiring. She was very inspiring to all of her kids. And then on top of that, she always uh, stressed for us to give to others. I handle like everyday life in a positive way because of my mom. Like she's so strong and she taught us that way to just handle everything in a positive way. Don't look at the negative and just try to see everything in a positive way. So that's what I do with my clients. I try to, you know, instill in them as well as teach them the topics along the way that I was inspired by my mother. That is super important. Yes. Thank you so much. Can you now share with us a bit about your experience as a family member of someone who is battling with substance issues? I have a niece, and I'll share what I can about her. She's very bright, very bright. I would say that it's really uh, tough uh, talking about it, but if I can help anybody out there with her story, then I'm, you know, I'm glad to talk about parts of her story. But she grew up going to private school. She was raised by her her grandparents because her mother got pregnant very young. So when she graduated from high school, that's when she started hanging around with the wrong crowd. And then she started doing, you know, doing pills and, and getting into her addiction. Moving forward, then things became more difficult for her. And so, yeah, it's been hard on the family because we definitely see her as a bright bright person, you know, especially me, especially because I know like when she was younger, before she graduated from high school, she, I mean, I'm a photographer, but she could take some amazing pictures, amazing pictures. And she has so much talent there, but that's what happens sometimes when you just get caught up, get caught up in the, with the wrong crowd, wrong situations, 
and then there you go. She she just started to experience some some difficult times. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for for sharing and and sharing that with our listeners and sharing this on this episode. What was the emotional process like for you and your family during the beginning stages? How did you manage through some of those emotions you were feeling? I knew that she was, you know, utilizing the pills, but I just I didn't know to what depth she was utilizing the pills, which, you know, that still hurts me. That really does still hurt me. People that are in their addiction, they can hide that a lot. So I didn't know personally how much she was into her addiction. But then I feel like if I would have known more, I have that that feeling of what could I have done to to do more? Could I have talked to her more? Which I know the family did try to talk to her uh, several times at some point. But when you're caught up in that addiction, you're just caught up in that addiction. But, you know, I, I still have hope for her. And my family continues to pray for her and just... And you try to resolve it. You want it to stop. But at the same time, no one's going to stop it. They have to stop it themselves. So the realization is that you can talk to the person. You can pray for the person. You can try to get the person help. But a person is not going to get help unless they're ready to get help. It sounds like you went through a lot of acceptance. And I think that that's a crucial part of being a family member or having a loved one that is going through addiction is is accepting that it, it needs to come on to their own terms and, yes. and there's only so much that we can do. Yes, yes. There's only so much that you can do. You can love the person. Anybody is out there and they're listening and going through the same thing, just know that you can do it and that you are loved. I think this topic will resonate with a lot of our listeners. How would you say that you find your strength to keep going as you shared that your niece is still active in her addiction? And where do you find your strength and you as a family? We find our strength through our our religion because we're a very religious family. And we find our religious through that. And we try to stay optimistic. And we try to believe, believe in her because she still has dreams. She still has hope. She's still a good person. Everybody deserves a second chance. Substance use affects so many lives, and and we see it definitely here at the Department of Behavioral Health. Is there anything you have learned during this time that you think can help our listeners that are in any stage of their addiction, either if it's themselves or as a family member or a loved one? I know that our family is very close, but I think it is important that, you know, there is that family unity just to ensure that that where that person has a comfort to be able to go and talk to somebody if they need help. And just to know that that there are people there for them and that they are loved and that they are cared about. Once people get lost in that addiction, then the addiction becomes that's their love. But at the same time, you have to have unconditional love for them. You have to be there. You have to support them. You have to continue to lift them up and continue to say, I love you. And what resources would you recommend to to our listeners that are maybe on the family side that are, are trying to develop that understanding for their loved ones that are in an addiction? There's also the use of support groups. Is, is that something that you would recommend? Is that something that you utilized? I would definitely recommend support groups. 
I definitely recommend uh, there's a program at GVH where it's called SARC. It's an assessment uh, you can call and then they can also refer you to different treatment programs. So, yeah, and support groups would be very helpful, too, to not only just to the the person in the addiction, but there are also also a support groups out there for the families just, you know, where they can talk about it because the families are just as impacted as as a person in the addiction. Definitely. If anyone's listening and they're going through something like this, that definitely know that there's resources out there and we'll provide it at the end of the episode as well. Sandra, to, to kind of close us out, what would be something that you would say to someone on two sides? So kind of a two-part towards the family to give them hope and then someone that is maybe in their addiction or, or in their recovery to give them hope? There's always hope. The person that's in the addiction, just understand that, you know, you are loved either which way that you go. Moving forward, that you can make the change, but you have to set your mind to making the change. You have to set your mind and you can, you can do anything. A person can do anything they set their mind to. All things are possible. All things are possible through prayer. All things are possible in general, but you have to set your mind to it and then you can do it. Families just don't give up. I say don't give up on the person. Just love the person. Continue to love the person. Love them unconditionally. And as far as a person with addiction, don't give up on yourself. Oh, that's that's great, Sandra. I, I thank you for, for sharing your niece's story and, and for sharing your experience and, and your strength and, and where you find your hope. Because there is so much so much going on today and you know, with this epidemic of drugs and I just wanna add that all can combat this as families, as individuals, as a person. I'm just so passionate about change and, and, and hoping that someone hears this and just know that they're loved and, and feel supported because you are loved. Oh, that's beautiful, Sandra. And I think important to, to add that support can look like anything. It can be family, it can be friends, it could be loved ones, and to, to definitely reach out. I think that's from my own experiences, I would add on to that is, is reach out and, and people do want to help. Well, Sandra, thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate you sharing your story and just thank you for being open with us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. In partnership with San Bernardino Valley College, DBH hosted the Sound of Recovery music event last month. The event featured original songs inspired by local individuals, including a song inspired by our guest today, Sandra Savage. Join me in listening to the song Another Chance, performed by Micah Valdez and Richard Blackshear on the piano. Feeling defeat
family member has a substance use disorder, remember you are not alone. There are plenty of resources out there and from the county to help you. The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration has great information for parents and families. For more information about the Department of Behavioral Health, visit sbcounty.gov dbh. Plus, follow the department on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to another episode of Resilient and Real. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified when the next episode drops. Until next time, remember to live life resilient and real. Resilient and real.